Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. Today, I received a note from a friend sharing an awesome story about a teacher who intentionally made sure that there were not children in her classroom who were left out socially. In fact, it almost seemed like she was a kingdom educator like you and me, purposely coming to school every day, ready to hear the heartbeat of heaven, to get answers from the king, and find strategies straight from heaven to answer the world's problems, right? So this was the story. She had her students every Friday select four of their favorite friends who they wanted to sit with the following week. And what she did after they went home is she would lay out the papers before her and she would take a look at all of the names that were coming up to the surface, the repeat names, the ones that were popular, the ones that kids wanted to be with. And I can't remember exactly, but I think she had the students also record why they wanted to sit near these friends. So she would actually take a look at this list and she would say, which names are missing? Which names are the ones that are being left out? I love this because it shows her which kids are those that might be falling through the cracks who need a friend. And we find out later in life that a lot of our kids, they end up going down this dark road when they don't have social connection, when there are those who are left out and they end up finding themselves in poor friendship relationships, peer relationships. And we find that they are the ones that get sucked into doing things that we don't consider good. And so what she did is this was actually a response way back in 99 to what happened at Columbine. And I know we've heard of some recent news occurring in one of our schools in Texas and our heart goes out to them. And I just think, what would heaven say we could do as kingdom educators to combat this epidemic of children going astray in our schools where we could actually call them in as kingdom educators and have an answer from heaven so that they never get out in the outskirts, so that they never end up in those places where someone isn't pouring life into them. Another quick story to encourage you today. Another story came up from a friend who heard the word in an article that really related and resonated with me, which is speaking words of life. And it comes back to this teacher in inner city saw students who were getting involved with drugs and alcohol. In fact, this student's parents were drug addicts, and he was heading down that same direction. Well, she gathered a group of these kids to help them get to a place of going after their college education. It was a program that she had created that created a gateway for kids that were on the fringes, if you will, and she pulled them in. She stayed late. She took them out to pizza. She helped this boy by ironing his clothes when he came to school and and he needed to be on debate team and he had wrinkled clothes for his performances. When no one came, she was there to cheer him on at these debate tournaments. 
And he kept pressing forward because this teacher kept investing in him. And the point of the whole article that this kid wrote was that this teacher took the time to speak life into him. She taught him that if he had a why for why he did what he did, that he would always push forward because he had a goal in mind. And that's the things that we want to do, Kingdom Educators, is we want to hear the heartbeat of heaven. We want to see our students like Father God does. And we want to be able to have answers from heaven to pull them up in those places where they're maybe headed down the paths that we don't want them to take. But we can help them see another direction, another way of hope, a hope-filled perspective, if you will, of what could be in their life, though they can't see it. We can help them by calling out the gold, by seeing what God sees in their lives. So those are just two stories to start us out today. Our real topic today is actually being an atmosphere shifter. And I'm really excited because this is something that I have a real passion for. You know, when we come into a space and we set it up with purpose, then we can expect that God's going to show up in a special way because we've prepared the ground for heaven to come, if you will. God is always in us by the power of his Holy Spirit when we've invited Jesus into our lives. But I do believe that just like scripture says that his spirit looks to and fro throughout the world, looking for a heart that is faithfully his. And when we're faithfully turned to him, to the purposes of our King and what he wants to do in and through us in our assignment in the world of education, I believe that the kingdom of heaven, God's presence comes in a special way in our classrooms. And so a few keys that I wanted to bring to you today are that we are thermostats. We are not thermometers. We are not taking on the feelings of others or the circumstances going on around us, but instead we are those who shift the atmosphere by being the thermostat. Back in my teacher preparation program, there was an amazing teacher on sabbatical and she took the time to invest in my class and tell us that we were the changing force. And it's really interesting. I read Miles Monroe's book, rediscovering the kingdom a couple of years ago. And it really hit me that when we come into an environment, we're carrying the Holy Spirit inside of us. And therefore we are kingdom carriers that we're not just here to live and breathe and go to heaven, but we're actually those who carry the embodiment of the kingdom of heaven. What did Jesus's prayer say on earth as it is in heaven, that signs and wonders and miracles would follow us just like Jesus said, he said that greater things will follow you who believe. So the question is, is do we believe? I believe, <laughs> do you believe that these things can break out through us, these miracles? That means that we have to live our lives in the classroom on purpose, that on our way to work, when we enter our classroom, we're setting a tone as a thermostat to prepare that place for heaven to come that we're people of hope. We're hooked into the source of life and light, Jesus, asking him for words daily for students and staff, words of life, words that breathe life into dead places, dead bones, if you will, and calling them into a place of life. Ideas from heaven, ideas that they've had who have maybe gone dormant, dreams they've had, asking Father God, what are those things that I could call out in them? We're not letting the old lies that have held us back, but we're realigning with the truth. You know, there are seasons, and I believe that summer break that many of us have already entered into, some of you are almost there. It's a time of reordering, 
reordering our relationships, purging from lies that we believe that we need to realign with God's truth, to hear the heartbeat, his heartbeat for this season that we're in. And you know, summertime provides that little space away from the norm, away from the daily grind, the to-dos. And we kind of get in this place of, I need to find a new routine and there's space to listen. I encourage you to take some purposeful time to gain vision on why it is that Father God has placed you in the place that you are in the world of education and what is the purpose that he has for you in this place. And I really believe that in reordering our relationships, reordering those we're aligned with, reordering our thoughts, letting go of lies and realigning with the truth, that as we begin to do this, that we actually shift into a gear where we have a greater ability to act as thermostats instead of thermometers. We're no longer reflecting the things going on around us, but we're instead setting the atmosphere. We begin to have room to hear the ideas of heaven. We declare truth over ourselves from God's word. I encourage you this summer to find space to hear the specific truths from God's word that he wants you to declare over yourself. And if you don't have any yet, I encourage you to get my book, Kingdom Educator 30 Day Prayer Journal. And in the back of it, there's a bunch of declarations that I put together based on scripture. Something that you can also do is to declare not only truth over yourself, but to declare truth over your situation. You know, God has given you dreams to see happen in your classroom, in your school, in your district. Some of you, he's given you dreams for your city. What you do every day is you're enculturating your city. You're enculturating because you're pouring out by calling out the golden students, by declaring truth over them. When they are behaving a certain way, you are calling out the gold in them. That's not who you really are. This is who you are. And so you're making space for heaven to come to reorder and reshape their thoughts about themselves. And that begins to influence the people around them even. And so it's really cool how we can begin to be change agents by the way that we are thermometers. We are setting the atmosphere and we're shifting things where we work. We speak possibility into situations rather than death. Instead of saying like, oh, this is just the way it always is, or my environment, my principle, this or that, this coworker, instead of blame the blame game, instead of we walk into this place of, no, I'm a king or a priest of righteousness in my sphere of influence, and I have the authority to shift things. I'm no longer a bystander, but I'm someone who takes authority, and I have a confidence, and I have a responsibility as a kingdom person to take charge of this situation by making declarations, by asking Father God, what do you see? What do you hear? How can I partner with heaven and pray for the purposes of the kingdom to come in this situation? This is where we sometimes need to pull back as thermometers and we need to sit with the Lord, if you will. Help me, Father God, to see this rough kid or this situation with your eyes. You know, I remember in my own classroom doing that by helping myself. We had a classroom management or a school management system called Make Your Day. And it was a step program where 
If a kid was misbehaving, they got a warning. And then step two, they went and sat in a chair and then they reflected on this little mantra that they were supposed to say. And then I would come in and check in with them. And it, it did progress from there. Sometimes I would give myself a step one or a step two and I would remove myself from the classroom, stick my foot in the door, and I would just begin to pray in tongues. And I just encourage you, if you have your prayer language, to just begin to pray in tongues, to connect with Father God's heart, to hear what heaven is saying over that student over your classroom, over your class for the day, over your lesson, whatever it is that may have gotten you a little bit off and ask him, what do you see? What do you want me to do right now? As you're monitoring your classroom, walking around, I know I used to use proximity so much, walking in and out of the aisles and of my students and, you know, giving a a pat here and giving a little reminder and an ear here and there, but ask the Lord, what are the things that I can speak to kids? Even in a little passing note, if you will, in an ear, reminding them who they are, calling them up, because I really believe the Lord is going to show you some ways to bring breakthrough as an intercessor, as a prayer warrior, as someone who's attuned to hear the voice of our good shepherd. And so sometimes we do need to disconnect and not let The little things where our kids sometimes like to, you know, snag us and pull us into their junk, if you will. But we're going to go ahead and realign with heaven as a thermostat. We're going to also look for ways to change the atmosphere by honoring. You know, honoring and saying thank you are two things that don't happen very much in the world of education. In fact, I would say there's kind of a desert land of these things. And one way that I learned from my mentor Andre Benjamin was that honor shift and provide a way of favor. I had a principal who was walking in the gay lifestyle. And when I would go and have a review with her, she always seemed kind of on edge with me. And one time when I went in to go ask if I could use some government funding for a program I had thought up to put forth an evening for the community, she immediately asked me, does this have something to do with your church? And I was not someone who was an overt Christian in my school. In fact, I would say I was pretty on the covert end, but she knew there was something different about me and she wanted to test the waters. And I told her it had nothing to do with my church, that I was planning to honor these kids, to provide a way for them to grow in their reading abilities as low academic students, many minority students who had fallen through the cracks. And I wanted to provide a way for them to grow, to find their reading confidence and after spending time putting notes in her box, I would ask the Lord for words of affirmation and I would get her gift cards for places she loved like Trader Joe's or Starbucks. And she would always come back and say, you know, Jessica, you really don't need to do this. And I'd say, I know, but sometimes we just need to take time to honor people because it doesn't happen very much. You know, we go a long ways without parents saying thank you, students saying thank you. Sometimes our administration doesn't take the time or they're too busy and we feel kind of isolated or alone on our own islands as educators. And I just believe as kingdom people that we're to be those that are overflowing with words of affirmation. And it's because we spend time with the king. We get overwhelmed, overloaded with the love of God and the fact that he's called us, that he's equipped us, that he's he has set us apart to do the king's business, that we carry a signet ring to go into the nations, if you will. I had nations in my classrooms. I don't know about you. With the opportunity that he gives us his authority, his anointing, and his favor to do his bidding, if you will, in your school. His bidding to draw all men to himself, to provide a way for people to know with the goodness of our God in and through you. And you will find that as you show honor and thanks in your building to administration and also to your colleagues, that you will have favor. 
You know, I used to have teachers come to me in my building and say, what is different about your classroom? And I would say, well, I just prepare the room and I call out the gold in my kids. That's why I wrote my book, Speaking Words of Life in Your Classroom, because it was to share with teachers what I do in the world of education that's a little different. It's having kids declare truth over themselves every day. It's having kids look up the meanings of their names and then asking the Lord, what do these names really mean beyond the etymology? What do you see? And then I would begin to call it out. This is a book that's written for public teachers to get the kingdom into the public school, whether they know Jesus or not. And then I, of course, will share with you on here that when I go into a classroom, I invite the Holy Spirit to come. I anoint the windows and the doors. I command anything that would come against the knowledge of Jesus to be stopped. I I had issues with subversion to authority. I had students who had issues with women in authority, and I would specifically pray for breakthrough. I would pray over the desks. I would bring my anointing oil in and I would touch their desks or the chairs every day. And I would just pray for the presence of God to touch my students, for loose wires to connect, for hurts to be healed, for bodies to be healed. You know, I had kids come in who had ADHD or we had kids on the spectrum that needed to have some healing. And so why not? Why not you? Why not you in your time, in your space, see miracle signs and wonders happen? Because Jesus said these things would happen. You know, the gospel of the kingdom in Miles Monroe's book that I alluded to earlier is all about all men are welcome. It's assuming the place that Adam lost in ruling and reigning. When Jesus came back and he broke the power of the curse, we are then, as the people of God, we are then called to rule and reign. That's including our environment. That's including your home and your property. You're to rule and reign. That knowing that our voices matter in the courts of heaven and that when we pray something, we have the ear of the king that we carry his signet ring. And that when we do something, we prayer walk around our schools. I'm going to share more about that in another episode coming up. It shifts the atmosphere. It prepares the way for the king to come. Yes, even in public school. And that whatever we bind on earth, it will be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. These are truths that God's word talks about. We can look them up and take a look at them and notice that we are truly shifting atmospheres when we pray. These things are happening. That I have the miracle working blood of Jesus living inside of me and that signs, wonders, and miracles should happen as I move and live and have my being with purpose in my classroom. Yeah, it's so good. I love that whole signet ring idea. The ring is like, it's a marriage covenant between us and God that we have a covenant agreement with him or contract between parties where the greater one, he forges a union that achieves a common goal that fortifies the lesser one's quality of existence. It's the spirit of covenant that upgrades us and enhances us, the lesser one's position in life to bring it into a place of authority. We think about people like Joseph. He was given a signet ring by the king. He had favor and authority to do the king's bidding in Egypt. And what was he able to do? He was able to provide for Egypt in a time of drought and also save the Israeli people. Esther was surrendered to God's will. It even it could cost her to the point of death, but she was able to use the voice of the king, that signet ring, to usurp Haman's plans against the Jews. And she listened carefully to Mordecai's use of authority to call her up into that position that you've been placed for such a time as this in her time. 
and she was able to overturn the demonic decree that Haman had against God's people. And Haggai 2.23 says, On that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, sons of Shetiel, my servant, declares the Lord, and I will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. You have been chosen, kingdom educator, to wield the Lord's authority in your sphere of influence. You have been called to set the atmosphere for heaven to come, for signs, wonders, and miracles to come, because our charge is that we would bring the goodness of God in our land and that we would see a transformation in the education system, which impacts our cities and our government and our families. What you're doing is you're a change agent. You're a world changer in your sphere of influence. And what you do every day matters. It matters in the courts of heaven. It matters in families. It matters in individual lives, just like in the stories that I told at the beginning of this episode, that your words of life in due season, they breathe life over bones. They change the course of lives, the lives of history. Take some time, ask the Lord, how would you have me set my classroom atmosphere? Because I know it matters to you, Lord. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources, in-person and online events, and receive my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash declarations. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. Speaking Words of Life for educators. Until next time, don't forget you're a world changer and what you do every day is changing lives.